What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the One Broke Actress Podcast, an honest account of actor life plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, and this is episode one of season eight. Yes. So as you guys heard in our little teaser before this, we are not doing a guest on every single episode this season. I am making my workload twice as hard for half the time. (laughs) Just kidding, kind of. So basically, I wanted to do more solo episodes because I feel like I have a lot I want to share now, and I have a tablespoon less imposter syndrome than I used to when I started the podcast. So I wanted to kick off this season with the topic of what I thought this was supposed to look like, this working actor life. So let's travel back to early days of Hollywood, right? I was 22, I was fresh in LA, and I moved in and I thought, I am willing to scrape gum from under restaurant tables, I am willing to mix really shitty vodka sodas behind a bar, whatever I have to do to stay in this town long enough to become relevant in some capacity, even if it's just in my own head. Great. I had a picture of what that looked like. I had a picture of what 10 years down the road, 11 years down the road, what my life would look like. I had an idea of the career I wanted. I had plans of how to get there. If you haven't yet looked at it, there's a five-year plan that I posted that is hilarious on onebrokeactress.com. I will link it in the show notes for you. But I got to tell you guys, it doesn't look anything like I thought it would. Not a single thing. Well, I wanted a lot of dogs, so I guess I got that right. But if you go down the list of things I expected, you know, I thought that I would no longer live in an apartment by the time I was 33 and working in LA. I thought that working in Hollywood consistently would be a lot more consistent. I really thought that once you started booking things, it just snowballed until you continuously booked And I didn't think I would need any other jobs after working in this business for 10 years. I thought at age 33 that I would maybe be in a relationship. I never pictured myself as married. Oh, hi. By the way, life update, got married. Um, But I just, I did not picture where it's at right now. I thought I would have a lot, a lot of money. I thought I would have a lot of you know, crazy stories and vacation days and uh, a lot of huge movies and all these things. Like I'm telling you guys, I had the most faith in myself that I think you could possibly imagine. I also thought that I would be on top of a lot of my own issues. I never pictured myself still struggling with my body image after being this much in the game. I did not picture myself you know, still struggling or figuring out how best to use my time and energy, what I needed to hustle on next, where to put my focus. And I think this is part of it where nobody talks about this phase, where you stuck it out long enough that you showed up, right? It's no longer a did they or didn't they try Hollywood, right? Like I've thoroughly tried Hollywood, But it's more of a place you get to where you've worked so hard and come so far, but it doesn't look like what you pictured. It's not a bad thing at all. I love my life. I have a husband I'm obsessed with. I don't talk about him a ton on the podcast because I keep it a little bit separate, but I, I married him on September 4th. He's the love of my life. I could not be happier in that realm. 
He makes me feel like a better person. He is the number one fan of my career. My family is so supportive of him. They are so supportive of my career. I feel like I am surrounded by really great people. I did not picture this being a part of my world, but it's the best part of my world. It has nothing to do with my job. It has nothing to do with the bookings I've had. And I could not even comprehend that it would be important to me when I was fresh in this business. I thought the only thing that was important was my work. And I'll tell you, it's still real high up on that priority list, like close to, it's a close number two. But this real life outside of acting has become such a rock for me. And in my vision of what my life would look like after working in this business for this long, I didn't even include this aspect in it whatsoever. So that's a huge, huge win, right? In terms of what I thought this career would feel like, so I just came off of filming a recurring role on a new show. It was awesome. I'm in at least three episodes, hopefully, as long as they don't cut it. And it was an incredible experience. I learned so freaking much. And I had no idea what this feeling would feel like. In my head, I thought having a recurring role would feel so comforting, so like I've reached a pivotal point You know, so reassuring, like we're getting somewhere. And every single day I would leave set, the idea in my brain would pop up, I hope I did well enough. I hope they want to have me back. Every single time. And there were days, you guys, that I fucking killed it. (laughs) I will be completely honest with you. I felt like I left and I was like, yeah, I did every single thing I wanted to do today. That is because of coaching. Thank you, Sarah Mornell. That is because of the work I put in progress and the life schedule I made with Amy McNabb of Actors Encouraged. For a thousand different reasons, I had some amazing days. And I was treated like royalty on set. But that feeling of needing reassurance, of needing validation, of seeking the next project or the next day they're going to bring me back in, I thought that voice would quiet a hell of a lot more than it actually did. And that could be a me thing, right? That could just be a general thing I'm working on in my life, but... When I booked something that had recurring in the title, I assumed that I would feel incredibly confident, that I would finally feel like I was really fully in a space that was taken care of, that I wouldn't go to bed every night wondering where my next job would come from. And I can promise you right now that that did not happen. This like feeling I've been searching for of, well, at least now I have this to lean back on. Like I did not feel that at all, you guys. (laughs) It's the same shit. It is the same shit. And so when I talk about what I pictured this life would be like, what I thought this life would look like after this far in the business, I didn't really put myself in the equation. I know you've heard the phrase before, but I love it. No matter where I go, there I am. And when I picture myself 
you know, we all do this. When we picture ourselves on vacation or doing X, Y, and Z, we picture like the montage version of us, like the best, most fun having person. But that person isn't sitting in their feelings. That person isn't coming off of something that just happened. That person isn't dealing with anxiety that could be coming up from making future choices, right? So these visions we have in our head of what we think things will look like do not include realistic views of how the world works and how our brain works. So I just wanted to reflect on that today because I think it's fascinating. What I really thought, I thought I would, you know, be living in a very nice house. I thought I would have a bunch of dogs, so A plus on that. I thought that I would have – I truly thought I'd have a couple million dollars, you guys, and I don't have that. Sure, I have a great savings account. Yes, I'm out of debt. All of these things I'm super proud of and are I'm very privileged to have several of them. But it's important to note it's not what I thought it would look like. I do think that the parts of it that I didn't expect – make the parts of it that I anticipated and yet did not get yet even better. Uh, It's softened the blow, I guess you could say, because if you look at that five-year plan that I made, which now I would have doubled that technically, my expectations were in a place that was completely unrealistic and didn't include me existing as a human and fulfilling my human soul. It just included me being a workhorse. (laughs) which a bunch of you guys are. I know a lot of you are very similar in that way. We just want to hustle. We just want the answers. We just want someone to hand us a playbook and say, if you do X, Y, Z, you will get to this point by this time and you will feel good. I don't want to break any dreams, but I got to tell you guys, you're in control of how you feel. Like I said, I just got off a recurring role, something I always dreamed of getting and something I thought would change my baseline of feeling completely. And it didn't. It really didn't. It was awesome. And I have some cool things to springboard off of for whatever's coming next. And I'm going to get some great footage, which is all amazing stuff. But at the end of the day, no matter where I go, there I am. And there I am waiting for the next thing to come, hoping that this isn't the last because I know you think it too. I know it goes through your head. This is the last time I'm going to be on set. This is the last audition I'll ever have. Incorrect. And we all know it. And there's tons of evidence to support that, but it still crosses our minds. And I really think the sooner we acknowledge that and that we start to work on how we view the future as humans and our expectations and the things we want to work on I think the better things get for us because we have a realistic view of what we actually want and if it's feasible for us to be controlled, right? We can't control so many of those things. I can't control what I book next. I can do all my best things. I can have all my ducks in a row, but that's it. That's all I got. The way I view it and my day-to-day feelings when I wake up, that is the only thing that is in my control. So as I sit here looking back on what I thought this would look like, what I thought where I would be at at season eight of the podcast when I started season one, I wish I could tell myself a couple of things. I wish I could tell myself, you're doing just fine, sweetie. That's number one. 
And you guys who are listening to this, we've said it before, if you are listening to an actor podcast in your free time, you are doing just fine. I promise you. Two, a lot of tedious stuff you're doing is work to keep you in the trenches, and that's fine if you feel like it's helping. Guys, I haven't sent a postcard in years. Not just because of COVID, because I just no longer send them. I did it before as a task to check a box to keep me in the game. I'm glad I did it because it kept me working on acting stuff. At the time, it was what I needed to do to check a box mentally to stay in the game. Did it help me in any way? I'll never have any idea. But it kept me working on something which kept me here. And lastly, I think what I would tell myself is that it's okay that stuff isn't how you pictured it, that there's emotions involved, that there's relationships involved, that it takes twice as long to get half as far, that you still have a lot to learn. And learning it in real time is exceptionally powerful. That's what I would tell myself. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, that was much deeper and much longer than I anticipated. So hope you like these solo episodes, guys. I'm serious, though. We're going to have several of these throughout the season. I really like talking about these topics and delving into my own feelings, as well as answering questions from you guys. So please keep them coming. Please, please, please make sure to check out the Patreon, um, patreon.com slash onebrokeactress. And guys, I will talk to you next week. 